Zeros. Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wants to know what's wrong with your eyes. My name's Joe, and I brought with me the two other creators of Skynet to talk to you about the movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day. We've got Sequel. The podcast that cannot self-terminate. And Corey. The podcast that can't just go around killing people. I have an honorable mention of the podcast where you'll come with me if you want to live. Cool. You picked the wrong. You picked wrong, Joe. Uh, no, I picked right for me. We went chalk, Corey. You really do. Yeah, no hasta la vista. <laughs> the podcast that hasta la vista. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Podcast that always says hasta la vista, baby. God. The only podcast. Do I have to do it for you? Always says. I never say it. I know. <laughs> Felt like you did once. It's a common misnomer. It's like the, it's like the hello Clarice, Clarice or Luke, I'm your father. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a Terminator 2 episode, but first, we've been watching other things. Hey, Corey, what'd you watch? All right. <coughs> Regale us with your long list. I do have a pretty long list. I watched The Star is Born. That's the first big U that I'm going to talk about. Okay. What'd you think? I loved it. Sequel got so excited to hear That's my number one movie of 2018. I thought, yeah, I, it's, it's definitely the best movie I've seen. That's crazy. It's so good. <laughs> but you know what? That whole... I, it's got, like, that drama feel for me that just resonates, that, like, I, I just, I feel everything that they're feeling at every point in time, regardless of whether or not I've ever gone through it or not, I just, I can feel it. Like, I can feel what, what, it's, I don't, it's just weird. It's one of those things. First hour of that movie is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Second hour is... It's less good. Less good and really sad. The downward spiral of it all, it's just, ah. I I was so sucked in by the time that spir- that that downward spiral happens that I'm just. You didn't notice a decrease in quality. Nope. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's good for you. I, it's that's probably one of my biggest flaws when it comes to movies. Once I'm once I'm into it, it doesn't matter if it's bad or not. If I'm into it, I'm into it. Do you get a little misty at all? Yes. How many times? <laughs> twice. I got misty once. Yeah, I think I got misty twice. <laughs> I got misty once, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you when they were. I just know that like there were two times where I was like, "Huh." Oh. Sam Elliott backing out of the driveway with tears running down Fuck. his face. That's that, that's <laughs> that's without a doubt one of them. That's why I got nominated. That scene alone because he's only in five of them. Sam Elliott is so and three good of them movie. are nothing. Jesus Christ, he's so good in this movie though. Yeah, it's it's not a lot of screen time, but he's certainly memorable. Yeah, well, Anthony Hopkins did get a lot of screen time in Silence of the Lambs. We he's saw how that worked out. Certainly so. got more than Sam Elliott did in Stars Born. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> for definitely, sure. Definitely fair. Not close. Uh, I watched Teller High Water. All right, first time. First time. What'd you think? I loved that movie too. I thought it was awesome. I liked the fact that it was like very heisty, but very low key and simplistic. And usually, with like the heist movies that I that I've tended to watch. Or the ten that I've like really loved, like the Oceans movies. You're always rooting for the bad guys. The but like the heisters, the heisters, which are technically the bad guys. But in Oceans 11, 12, and thirteen, the, you don't think of them as bad guys. No, necessarily, no, they're the heroes. The Andy Garcia, yeah, and is, is Al Pacino the are, are, are yeah. the villains for sure. Yes, in Hell or High Water, I don't think it's as clear. Those two dudes are definitely the bad guys. Well, I mean, inherently with the crime, yeah, but... Yeah. But, well, like, you... I, I feel like there's more distinction. Like, if they get caught, okay, they got caught, fine. But by the end of it, I was like, 
holy shit, I, I honestly wasn't sure if they were going to pull it off. And I was really hoping that everything was going to work out. So it's the villain's plight. You identify with the, the villain's plight, and he becomes the hero. Yeah. Right? So... The only real person you root against in that movie is Ben Foster. I love yeah. Ben Foster in that movie, though. He's, he's the so But he's, like, good. the worst person in that movie. Yeah, he's Easily. Not. Ben Foster makes... You know what the thing is? Ben Foster makes one pivotal mistake, and without that one mistake, everything... Like, at no point do I think he's a bad... I, 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 he's weird. He's off his rocker. But if he doesn't make one, if he doesn't pull the trigger one time, everything else can happen the way it happens. He can still get shot or whatever, and... Spoilers. Yeah. That's how, like, 90% of, like, the residents of the uh, the towns that the banks reside in, rooting for the bank robbers. Like, mm. oh, the bank's being robbed. How can it report it? Because the bank's been robbing me for years. Like, every, yeah. it's, like, so anti-establishment. I really liked it. Now, question for you. Sure. You've seen Wind River... I have. You've seen Sicario. I have. Hell or High Water is all written by the same person, Taylor Sheridan. They call that an unofficial trilogy. Okay. What is your favorite of the three? This goes for both of you. Shit. Um, I haven't seen one of them. Which one haven't you seen? Wind River. Wind River. Check that one out. It's still on Netflix. All right. This is tough because Sicario is, I feel like, a more complex movie. I feel it's got more depth to it. But I found myself being able to just watch Hell or High Water, like more, more easily. Like it, it didn't. It, it at no point did it drag. Like I just, it just kept moving. Like I liked the pace, like the way it was paced a little better. So you go Hell or High Water, Sicario, Wind River. Yeah. All right, I, I'll do Sicario, Hell or High Water. But it's like one one A and a clear number two, but number, uh, but it's like very very. Yeah, effective. like and the thing is like. It, I could watch Sicario, like, it's also recency bias. Like, I could watch Sicario yeah, next week absolutely. and be like, oh, yeah, no, Sicario's better than Hell or High. Like, it, it's such a, it, it is definitely a 1-1-A. One, one um, Wind River, though, is it's a notch below, but it's It's, it's an still a movie. solid yes. movie, nonetheless. Um, God, I waited on that one. Yeah. I rewatched Elizabethtown because I realized it was on Amazon Prime. Sure. Never seen it. Yeah, that's fair. It's got such, uh, I was halfway through watching it, and I've... And I took it off Prime. Oh wait, <laughs> I, I saw that shit. In the, I saw that shit in theaters. I saw Elizabeth Town in theaters. This, this this checks out with what I know about you. Yeah. Um, so, me and my best friend went and saw it because we're both fans of like this that style, like that like B style, chick flick drama, like dramedy thing, and we both left the theater being like, "Holy shit, this is such a good movie!" And I fell in love. With, like it's. Still, it, it it's one of my five on the island. Honestly, it's one of my five on the island. Really? Yeah. Believe it or not. I know nothing about this movie, but... It's I not. Up the... It's not. It's not that good of a movie, and the critic scores are garbage. Yeah. They well, hate it. They're all movie. over the place. They Well, the critics hate it. Like, it's 29 on Rotten Tomatoes, yep. but the audience score is like 66. Reddit Critic 45, IMDb 6.4. Yeah. So, it, it's not a critically acclaimed movie, and... Cameron Crowe. Reading, mm. reading the um, the critics' reviews of it, I'm like, yeah, I could totally see that. But for whatever reason, it's just it just struck a chord with me. It's very, very Garden State. It, it's like I a, do enjoy Garden State, but it's not it's not quite as good as Garden State. That but makes sense. But it's very similar to Garden State. But Here's, I was halfway through it, and I was like, man, I really enjoyed this movie. So I finally went to see what the critics said, and they hated. It. I'm like. Jesus Christ, this is, and it's, I found, I've come to find that that is my movie. 
you know that movie that like you're one, like one of the only people that's ever seen it that you know and you constantly talk about how good it is. Elizabethtown is that for me. Never back down, baby. There you go. <laughs> so I have a question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Is Garden State in your five on the island? Because mm-hmm. you just said it's better than Elizabethtown. <sighs> no. That's crazy. Uh, we're talking desert island, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, here's I the thing. Elizabethtown was like, I moved to Long Island and it's oh, no, no, top no. five. <laughs> no, 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 no. So here's the thing. For me, one of the things I need all, out of my five, and I don't need it out of all of my five, but one of them has to be like that nostalgic chord for me. So I'm going to get sad and depressed and miss like home and my friends if I'm on the desert island. I can pop in Elizabethtown and, like, get instantly transferred back to my senior year of high school when I would hang out with my best friend, like, every day for, like, hours and hours and hours. Does it take place in New Jersey? No. Garden State does. I'm so confused. Garden State, I didn't watch till I was in college. Garden State's a better movie. Would Castaway be one of your five desert island movies? God, I don't know. It's a toss-up. I feel like I get depressed watching it, right? Realize your situation. I kind of like feel like I'm. This is so close to what (laughs) I'm going through. Go look for a volleyball. Yeah. Also, how do I have power? (laughs) That is problematic as far as this is concerned. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, uh, Bert. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Kersher, Kersher, or something like that. He's got a couple. uh, You're gonna say Wonderstone? No, no, no. You're gonna say Bacharach. (laughs) Bert and Mr. Evelis Costello. His name's Bert. His last name starts with a K. Um, he's got a couple of Netflix specials. He's a stand-up comedian. Okay. Crusher. K-R-E-I-S-C-H-E-R. Bert Crusher. He's got a couple of things on Netflix. Holy shit. He is hysterical. Highly recommend, if you're into stand-up comedy, listening or going and watching his stuff. And Joe. Yes. That's what I've been watching. All right. That was listening, I thought. No, there's a couple other things, but I've talked about them a bunch of times before, and certainly, I've decided I've gone, I've rambled on enough. Corey's rewatchable movie list. Check it out at Corey's rewatchable movie list dot com. Now I have to make that website legally speaking. You know that, right? Enjoy that. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> sequel? What'd you watch? I didn't watch a lot this week. Um, I rewatched Ready Player One. It's better the second time. It's grown on me more and more. I guess because I'm f- further removed from reading the book, because I read the book right before I saw the movie. Okay, yeah, that'll do that. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a fine achievement. Um, I like all the pop culture references. It is really rushed, but I guess you know that's like the major criticism of all movies based on books is that they rush through it. The, they kind of have to. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. it's valid. I mean, unless you're going, unless you know for a fact that you have a Peter Jackson. Lord of the Rings style time frame and budget, like you can't not rush through yeah. it. No, and even not. then, like I mean, even Lord of the Rings rushed through it. Yeah, in, in the scheme of things, like this is a two and a half hour movie. It's roughly two and a half. It's like two hour twenty minutes, and you know, it's they, they took their time with it. But like, yeah, I liked it a lot more this time around. It's a fun movie. It's not it necessarily is. a great movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, I believe the tomato score is like in the seventies, and you know that checks out. And, you know, the Academy Awards was uh, last weekend. What? <laughs> right. That's right. And that's like the Super Bowl's 1A for me. The Academy Awards is 1B. But we can say the Academy Awards. That's true. We can't say that other thing. That's right. That you just said. The big game. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good show. Um, very hard to predict this year. 
I've went barely over 500, 13 out of 25. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Green Book 1 is getting a lot of crap for it. It is getting a whole mess of stuff for that. Green Book's very good. It was um, number two on my list going Same. into it. Yeah. So I didn't have an issue with it. It's just kind of crazy that usually best original screenplay, best adapted screenplay, and best director is like a good indicator of who's going to win best picture. And when they split those... Yeah, all three were split, right? I can tell you in a second. What was... What was there was screenplay, director, and what? Best original, best adapted. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, it's... The, One same the, mo- the same movie can't be both screenplay. Exactly, yeah. but if you win best picture, normally you're going to win the sc- the screenplay aspect of it. Which which happened? All right, because uh, Green Book won original and Black Klansman won adapted. Won adapted, yeah, yeah. and then Alfonso mm-hmm. Cuarón won best director. So yeah, three different movies. So like, wow, which one's going to take this? Because a lot of times you'll you'll get screenplay director and yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Look at the top three, like last year. Yes. Wait, no. Jordan Peele got director, didn't he? Or no, he got screenplay. Well, he got original screenplay. Yeah, yeah. He got yeah, original screenplay. Right. And, what did, and what did Kirion direct, though? Roma. 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 That's right. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a fun show. It's it's always good when you don't know what's going to happen at the end. It's like Shape of Water was like pretty dominant last year. This was uh, more of a... All over the place. Oh, yeah, open field. So um, it was good. Black Panther took home a few awards. Yeah. That was awesome. Spider Verse. Spider Verse. Hell yeah! As far as this, as far as what we're doing on this show is concerned, I think it was a pretty big year for yeah people like us. And we did we did well and, this year yeah. at the Oscars. Unfortunately, Infinity War couldn't take on Best Special Effects, which I'm still kind of pissed over. But probably uh, should have. Yeah, they animated everything. They did. They have everything in that movie. They made fake planets. First man only has one real planet. Exactly. Or Earth. technically two, if you want to say the moon. It was our planet. I know, but it's a spherical... Satellite. Yeah. Sure. Land mass in space. Absolutely. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't watch a lot. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot one thing. What Do you it. Watch? I watched... No. I watched a documentary on Netflix called the Behind the Curve. It's a... Is it about baseball? No, I wish. It's about flat earthers. Holy shit, these people have lost their fucking minds. They're so adamant. They are incredibly adamant. And it follows like three or four pretty prominent flat earthers and how they came to their beliefs and like the conspiracy theory nonsense and how like infighting has started to occur with uh, among flat earthers because... People are becoming more famous than other ones. I guess fucking. You don't think the Earth is flat enough? It's fucking wild. And the best thing, and I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it because I don't think you or anybody that's listening is going to spend two and a half hours watching Oof, this thing. That is a long documentary. I, I think it was. I, I don't think it's quite that long. I think it's actually an hour forty. It's still a pretty long documentary, though. This was so exaggerated. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, sorry. whatever. It, it took me two and a half hours to watch it because I had to keep stopping to go teach class. Okay. So I turn it on, wait, like, watch, like, the first, like, 40 minutes of it, turn it off, go teach class, come back, and go back, like, 10 minutes to see what I refresh. Anyways, they follow, like, three groups, and two of the groups are doing an experiment. And the one had, like, this, like, essentially all of the experiments that Flat Earthers are doing right now is to test the curvature of the Earth. Like, if they can prove that there's no curve, then hooray, we win. 
So they said these super scientific things. One of them is this big um, bay, for lack of better terms, in California. It's like three and a half miles wide. And they're setting up one thing on one side, one thing on the other side. And they're going to, like, shine a laser across. If the laser hits at the exact same spot on the other side, then it proves that it's flat. Whereas if it was curved, it would hit higher or lower because of the curve. Does the Earth? Does the laser hit? They're holding a. Such the laser space. doesn't work, so they end up like doing some sort of like flashlight. Flashlight. So they throw thing. a frisbee, <laughs> and it's the last thing that they show, and it's like, all right, where are you at? And like, I think the the, the height was seventeen feet, and like it's point A, he's like, well, I'm at seventeen feet. All right, hold your hands way above the air, and if you held his hand like up to like about 23 feet like he held the light up at 23 feet it would prove that the earth was curved so he holds his hands up like way above his head and you just see the light pop into view with like the camera that they're using to like test the theory hysterical because he's like oh shit that's interesting and then throughout the credits it's them discounting their own fucking experiment because they live streamed the experiment in the first place fucking hysterical. Seriously, if you want to watch a bunch of people act like morons, behind the curve. If you are a flat earther, while we don't necessarily agree with your viewpoint, thank you for the download. Yeah, I guess thank you for the download, but you're a fucking moron. Corey does not speak for all of us. I speak for myself and all you're of right. my... Yes, you do. And all the sixth graders that I have to keep constantly explaining that the earth is not fucking flat. Yes. My sixth graders avidly believe that the earth is flat. Technically, your job is only to encourage to let them know that the Earth never used to be flat. You teach history. <laughs> I'm going to go with the fact that part of my job is geography and the proof. Well, are you social studies then, technically? Yes. Okay, so then never mind. I withdraw my joke. Yeah, God damn it! I'm sorry. It's okay. I forgive you. I still love you. Right I'm back just angry at flat earthers. I understand. You're making my job harder, Joe. Nobody needs that. No. But again, I've rambled on more than I needed to. Joe, I think it's your turn to tell me what you've been watching. Luckily, my list is also short, so all that rambling won't count against us too bad. Hey! I watched the first, I think it's, yeah, I watched the first two episodes of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It's interesting. Yeah. I it like it. weird, though, isn't it? I like it enough, but it's very weird. Yeah, very weird. Um, I'll tell you that episode three and four are a lot better than episode one and two. Okay. I'm still in the middle of The Sopranos, I didn't add that in. I'm on early season six. Oh, yeah, I watched one more episode of The Sopranos, so I'm on episode, like, eight now. Okay. Season one. I should be done <laughs> by the time we meet up again. Beautiful. Can't wait. I will probably be on episode nine or ten. <laughs> that also tends to, like, reduce, like, what you've been watching lists. Yeah, because you don't you're bring bringing it up. a show. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't want to bring it up again and again and again every week. Right. But it takes, it like monopolizes all of your watch time. There is something I can't tell if I like or not. Like the dream sequences, they're very elaborate, but they go on way too long. Anyway, Joe. Umbrella I'll find Academy. out when I get there. Yes. Umbrella Academy, it's it's pretty decent. That's a watching with my girlfriend show, so I'll be watching it until we watch it together, which I'm fine with because I'm not having like the huge urge to jump ahead and watch the more hour long episodes of weird superhero stuff. Do you do that from time to time though? Like, if you're into it but you have to wait, do you watch ahead and then lie and then go back? This is honestly it? the, with with Veronica this is actually the first thing we're really watching together. Okay. okay. 
Usually I, I watch movies and she just doesn't pick movies. I've done that before because we've been about binge watched Thrones and Walking Dead. And then and, you have to pretend like you've never seen it. Yeah, but then like, I oh my just, god, can you believe that? No, and I'd be like, oh, this is so predictable. This is uh, <laughs> I saw this coming like last week. <laughs> so it's one of the bigger points of contention between me and my wife because she'll start and binge a show. And then be like, oh, you should watch this, and then go, and like, ask me to go back, and I'm like, at this point, I don't care, because you've already watched so much of it, and I'm just, I, whatever. But God forbid I watch anything without her, she, like, w- refuses to let it go. It's the worst thing you can do. I'm in the same situation. <laughs> I watched, I watched Breaking, I, I was, we weren't living together, we didn't see each other very often, and I've, I've been, I wanted to start watching Breaking Bad, so I made a... Cognizant decision as a full-grown adult to start watching Breaking Bad. Big mistake. Huge fucking mistake. <laughs> she still doesn't let me live it down. And she... Here's the thing, guys. She just started watching it this week. If I had waited, I would just now be watching Breaking Bad for the first time. No one even cares about Breaking Bad anymore. Nope. <laughs> Thank you. Well, they're, they're the, pre, the, uh, the movie's coming out. There's a movie? They're yeah. making a movie. Oh. And Better Call Saul is kind of getting. I think. I think, I'm, yeah, done. I think so. I'm done already. Like I don't I think it's, care. It's gear, I think it, Better Call Saul is like really gearing itself up to like crash. Like I didn't really crash right Saul was still on. No, it's, people love it. So it's I crazy. love that show. Yeah, I think the show's better than Breaking Bad. I don't, I don't watch don't. live TV, so I don't really know what's on anymore. I'm a season behind on Better Call Saul, but from what I've all of what I've seen of Better Call Saul, I think I like it better than Breaking Bad. I'd wait for Better Call Saul to be done and then watch it. As it's a complete. <laughs> Yeah, waiting waiting for the uh, the seasons to start up is annoying because I watched Breaking Bad once it hit Netflix, so I saw all of it in one. So time. Yeah, I breaking the final season of Breaking Bad started, so we watched it like crazy, got all the way up, like caught up to everybody, and then I'm like, "Crap, there's commercials! And I got to wait a week. This, this is sucks. the worst." <laughs> yep. no, I, I never dealt with it. As, by the Breaking Bad final season was airing around the time I started watching it. And by the time I got to the end of Netflix, I think I had to wait like three weeks, and then they put up the final season on Netflix. So I was like, this is great for me. Yeah, but back to, again, watching shows or movies without your significant other when they want to watch them, is just... It's a bad call. No-win situation. Especially me. I buy Blu-rays. I get my Blu-ray. We're out shopping. We come home. My wife's tired. I want to watch my Blu-ray. She's like, oh, you're going to watch that without me? No. <laughs> I suppose it's yes. not. <laughs> I guess I'll wait. But I'm going to open it and put the... Uh, the I'm going to go put my headphones the, in. The digital code in the chat, That's though. Right. Don't 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 worry. It's all I'm doing. It's a digital code in the chat. Yeah, I'll probably buy some tomorrow. I'm asking. Sweet. Nice. Can't wait. Where's your store of choice? Is it still Best FYE? A oh, Best Buy. FYE went downhill. That doesn't surprise me. They expanded their vinyl. They their... expanded everything that's not movies in that store. Yeah. They saw so much garbage. That seems like a bad call. And, like, I'm at the point now where, unless it's something I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, a new release is, like, just coming out. Like, I'll buy Green Book when it comes out, but I think I already have an Amazon order in for that once it releases, it'll ship to me. Like, yeah, I gotta pre-order Spider-Verse. But, like, I want Zodiac. I'm not gonna go on Amazon and buy it for five bucks. I want to discover it. <laughs> so, while I'm at shopping, I will discover it and I'll make this purchase. Zodiac is also on Prime right now. Yeah, I know. I watched it on Prime, but I want to own it. Okay. He wants to own it, and he wants to pay 
whatever the price the store has it for. Thirteen ninety nine. We don't even know Perhaps. what store. So bold move, Corey. Bold I guess. I said what I said. You sure did. I think it's available on Amazon for like five ninety nine. But like, I just want to discover it. Be like, oh, sweet. Who wants to find it in the wild? Yeah, it's like Pokemon. Like Pokemon, yeah. Like, that's where I'm at. You can trade for now. like a special Pokemon, but if you, you find two funny. copies of like Sicario, you could trade your Sicario for a Zodiac. <laughs> I still gotta watch uh, the second one. I have it. <laughs> I have. I haven't watched it or even. I, have no I obviously don't own it. Anyway, and uh, I watched a movie. I watched Seven Psychopaths. I like that movie. So it's it's weird. <laughs> it, it's definitely weird. It's a. It's a really good time kind of weird movie. Like, I love Sam Rockwell in it. He's great. Christopher Walken's pretty good. Tom Waits? Tom Waits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best part of the movie. Especially He's in such a end. small part of the, the movie. Very, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Walken's very good in it. Woody well. Harrelson? Yeah. There were a couple... There, there's just good writing in that movie. There were a couple of jokes in that movie that... Kind of blink and you miss him, but like I got real like deep belly laughs out of like. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, have you seen it? Uh, I watch. I started watching it. I never actually finished it. It's one of those things where I turned it on and probably fell asleep because I was tired that day and never went back to it. I recommend you finish it. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime right now. I think we'll have to just restart it from the beginning to do it though. And that's what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for it. Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Came out in 1991. It's rated R, and it's two hours and 17 minutes long. Directed by James Cameron, and it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Edward Furlong, introducing Edward Furlong, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Joe Morton, and Earl. I'm gonna say it's either Bowen or Bone. B O E N. Don't know. Bone. I don't know. Bone. Budgeted at $102 million, which seems like a lot for 91. It probably, I mean, really, it definitely is. And it grossed $520 million, $205 million domestic. Call that worth it? Sure. Pretty good return. The scores for the movie, Rotten Tomatoes, with a 93%. Certified fresh. First time in a long time. I feel like you haven't said that in forever. No, I know. <laughs> Almost missed it. <laughs> oh, I was God. worried you were going to miss it. Audience, 94%. IMDb, 8.5 out of 10. It's up there for an IMDb score. Metacritic, 75. User score on Metacritic, 9.1. It won four Oscars. It won Best Sound, Best Sound Effects Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Makeup. It was also nominated for Best Cinematography and Film Editing, but it did not win those. Huh. And those are the movie facts for Terminator 2. Let's give you our general thoughts, which, as always, are spoiler-free. Hey, sequel, give me them general thoughts. This is in the Mount Rushmore best action movie, I feel. Normally when they ask that question to people, they go, Die Hard, Terminator 2, and the last two, it's like, whatever it whatever. is. I kind of want to ask you what what the other three are now. The other two? Die oh, Hard, yeah, yeah, Terminator so 2. Okay, so you're including Die Hard oh, already. Yeah. I got you. For me, personally, hey, sure. Die Hard, Terminator 2, First Blood, and Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Fury Road is like the... The much later president that came along and Seriously. changed everything. I mean, if you want to... Pre- so Obama's face getting carved into Mount Rushmore. Something like that, yeah. Pre-Fury Road, I would have had Last Crusade for my personal okay. number four there. 
I'm more of a Crusade guy than a Raiders guy, but you know, I see see both sides of the coin. Respect. But yeah, no, this was phenomenal. It's it's great. I'm so glad we got to watch it. I I we recorded last Friday. I watched it Saturday morning. It was <laughs> <laughs> and then Sunday night and then Tuesday afternoon. No, I mean I've seen this movie a lot. It's been on TV for years. I mean it's uh, it's been it's, around for almost. 30 years. It's incredible. It's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it, but, um, you know, I love it. 91. Over 30 years. Right? 91, 01. No, man. It's like 28. Yep. Corey, your general thoughts? I fucking love this movie. Um, this was one of the first movies that I was obsessed with. I watched it a lot. When I first, when I finally got, when I was finally allowed to watch it, I think I watched it. 12 times that year like I watched it so goddamn much I would rent it it was one of those movies that I could rent and really felt like I was getting my money's worth out of the rental because I would watch it more than the one time I think the effects hold up outside of one that we've talked about before and we will talk about it again and we will talk about it again without question and this is one of those few times much like The Last Crusade where a movie that came after the original is substantially better than the original. I'm going to take issue with substantially. Yeah. Fair enough. I, 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 like, I personally like this one a lot better than I like the first Most one. Most people do. Um, you're right. The, the high, the substantially could be hyperbole. I definitely, regardless, think that this movie is a better movie than the original. And it's still pretty hard to find a sequel that equals up to or is better than the first one. So this movie gets super props right out the gate just for being able to live up to and surpass. I'm running through all the ones in my head. I mean, <laughs> right out, Winter Soldier is a better sequel than the first one. Winter Soldier, Star Wars sequels are better than... Well, Empire is better than... Empire is better than New, New Hope. Hope. Exactly. Godfather 2, that's a, either one. You yeah, know. I'm, a God, I'm a Godfather 1 guy. A Me lot too. Of, uh, we're in the Last Crusade is the best Indiana Jones movie, yeah. but a lot of people but think the third it's... one though. That's not even. But uh, well, any movie that came after the original is one. Any, oh, okay, any, I thought you meant a second one. Yeah, Harry, not just a straight straight sequel. Any Harry Potter sequel? <laughs> yeah, but I just think that's just because those kids had time to learn yeah, how to sure. act. You know, but it's spelled and it fits. Yes, yeah, fair, fair. But X Men. How... <laughs> I don't know. X two. X two is better than X Men one. Yes, it's close, but Logan's better than all of them. Logan's in a, Logan's in a, not a sequel to anything. And it's really a league. Of, that that thing's a league of its own. That's its own movie. Yeah. Deadpool two. I, I don't think Deadpool two is better than Deadpool one. A lot of people do. Mm, I'm, 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 I'm unsure about that. Yeah, one. It, it's t- it's close. That's a tough call. It's, it, it's a tough call. But Wayne's World two certainly wasn't as good as Wayne's World. No. Honestly, I don't think that the Austin Powers movies got better. I think. No, the first, one's the, best, the first one's the best one. It's really the best one. Oh. Is the best one. Spy, 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 Spy Shagme. Spy Shagme isn't isn't bad, but I still think International Man of Mystery is better. Agreed. I know, but I just Fat Bastards the biggest takeaway of the entire series. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> They're the same jokes just yeah. done again in two. Uh, and, uh, never yeah. mind. This is going to derail us so. Hard. So yeah, that's that, a fun conversation. It's a fun conversation yeah. to have, and we can come back to it off air. But that's exactly you know that's the thing. And, and so this and. The tomato score doesn't fit your theory, though. The audience score does, though. The audience score does. Fair. Either way, at the end of the day, I think that this movie, you're you're pretty much locked in right out the gate. 
you're you're in and you're ready to go. At least I was. As soon as the movie came on, I was like, I am fucking in for whatever happens, and it's just a fun ride from start to finish. Also, just going back to this being better than the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I was born '88. You were born '87. You were born '87. So we weren't around for the first Terminator, and when Terminator 2 was just starting to get on TV, we were like, what, elementary school? Like, that's when I first saw it. So I don't think I saw the first Terminator until I was in, like, middle school or high school. I think that's fair. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I watched Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator 2. So, like, it's like your first, you know. Also also a good point. Yeah. I hadn't seen Terminator 1 until we did it for the show. Wow. So I saw Terminator 2 once a long time ago. I mean, my hot take right out the gate is I think Terminator 1 is slightly better from just a movie standpoint. Okay. Like a better script, I guess. This movie's still really good. So, five things. I counted five things that I don't like about this movie, and they range from really insignificant to reasonably insignificant. I have one major problem with the movie. Corey has one major problem with the movie. And I think it's going to be the same thing. I don't think it's going to be the same. I hope thing, it's. We'll find out. I hope yes. they're both in my five. Yeah, let's find out. Okay. I don't know if we want to find out right off the bat. Yeah, but yeah. I think we should no, no, we'll get there. Discover we'll... it organically. Yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get and there. And if we don't get there at a certain point, we just jump into it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's very good though. Terminator Two. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah, it's no longer on Amazon Prime, so I can't tell you to go and watch. Tell it. you to go watch it without paying any money, unless you already have Amazon Prime. But you still can't do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, uh, find your friend who has a copy of it on DVD or Blu-ray. Is there even a Blu-ray? Oh, there has to be. Okay. I own it. I couldn't find one when <laughs> I was looking on Amazon to actually rent it. He owns it. Well, of course you do. Uh, yeah, yeah. And those are our general thoughts for Terminator 2. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Terminator 2 if you're one of the people who has never seen it before and are interested in seeing it. This is your last chance to get out spoiler-free. For a movie that came out 28 years ago? Yeah, you know, so I hadn't seen Terminator yet, so... Also true. And spoilers for Terminator 2, starting right now. Let's do it. I can have some. I want to start. Oh, my God! Right? We're off the rails already. New Leaf! The way this movie was marketed is very interesting to me. Because Arnold is the villain in the first movie. Clearly, no ifs, ands, or buts. So, when you see a preview for this, Arnold's back. So you think, oh, he's the villain. And then they're showing a police officer who's like, this guy's got to be the hero. And they're leading up to that scene in the mall hallway, like like in the back, where Edward Furlong, who they're both after, is like in the middle. And then Arnold has a gun, the police officer has a gun, and you're like, oh my god, like what's, what's going to happen? And then you get to that moment in the movie, you're like, what? What's going on? Arnold's the good guy? Like, that had to blow everybody's mind when they saw it for the first time. Yeah, that's really... <laughs> Good. I, yes, it's outstanding. Oh, for sure. I remember I, I was watching this on the train today because I, I had to rewatch it because, like I said, I, if I was going to spend money on, it, I was going to get my money's worth. So I started it again on the train, and watching up to that point, I'm like, dude, they're really not giving us any information about which one is good, which one is bad. And, and you're right. Like I can't, couldn't fathom. Having watched the first one, then going to theaters to see this one, and being like, like that twist, it, that, that twist happens like twenty minutes in, maybe. Yeah, and it's a culture shock if you watch the first, the second one before you saw the first one. Like watching the first one, you're like, 
Arnold's the bad guy in this? Like, uh, how did, how did that happen? But he's the good guy in two. Right. It's, it's, you know what? Beautiful. Because if you, going into Terminator 2, you're like, wow, I really like the first one, but the second one's going to be more like the first one. Like, like what, what, what could they possibly do differently at this point? Mm-hmm. So, oh, you'll find out. That twist is like, right off the bat, it's a good start. Solid start. You couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah. It's really tough because when they both first appear, they both, like, immediately harm someone and then be on their way. So, basically, they're both evil in the beginning. Like, it's hard to differentiate if either of them is even going to be good. Right, but you're just, um, just, again, when you saw the preview, you're thinking, all right, police officer, this guy's got to be the hero. That's just, Oh, yeah, plus you know, yeah. like you said, you know Arnold as the mm-hmm. villain from the first movie, so right. that makes total sense. And yeah. Arnold gets his gear in a way cooler fashion than... What's the actor's name? Is it Patrick? Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick gets gets his uh, the T one thousand. T one thousand. It's an advanced prototype. I love the fact that this movie. So there's no. I don't think there's any real debate that like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the face of the Terminator franchise. Yes. And you're correct. There is no debate. No. I, the, yeah. For sure. And I think that like if you're watching it, you're like, oh, well, he's the lead. He was the lead in the first one, though. Yeah, I agree, I agree. But what I like about this one particularly as far as the way that they use... What's her name? Linda Hamilton. That's what it is. Sarah I, Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. But Linda Blair... I, see, Linda Blair. That's, I keep wanting to say <laughs> Linda Blair. I know it's not that. Linda Hamilton. Linda Famous Musical. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> where's my point? I'm so I sorry. <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Um... So much has been made over the last four or five years about, like, needing to have, like, strong female leads and all of, like, the, uh, I don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on the movement or anything, because I do appreciate what they're trying to do, but a lot has been made recently about having non-white male leads in movies and having, like, strong female leads or strong people of color leads, like, all that stuff. This movie really had that. As far as I'm concerned, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, is, like, a crazy strong lead for this movie. Like, her character is driven, her performance is passionate, like, she is on top of her shit, and, like, the entire time, I... At no point does she seem like the... She's not on top of her shit the entire time. What when isn't she? When she has the breakdown yes. because she doesn't kill the guy? Correct. Okay. Sure. So she shows one moment of humanity, though. That's a difference though. It's not like she oh, has I'm not arguing with you. I'm just she's not doesn't have her shit together the whole time. She is a little bit of a Yeah, she has a moment. That but thank God she has that moment. That's the other thing. Well, that yeah. that mo the what what they end up doing because she has that moment is way better than what she was planning on doing. That's an awful plot point for the movie if she just shoots that guy and they're like welp but his research <laughs> goes, his research 100% goes on if he gets shot in his house that day like, that doesn't matter well, yeah and then you they know need they him find out going. nothing about where the chip is where yeah, the things course, they have sure, to destroy sure. are it's, it's an awful movie move so it's good that they did that yeah I guess but uh, either way I think that she's a crazy good strong female character sure like I, I I love the way that they portray her in this especially coming from the more or less damsel in distress that she was in the first one. 
She was kind of the damsel in the stress. Yeah, until the movie. end. Until the end. Yeah. So this is this shows good growth for. It her shows guy. good growth for her. Very similar to Ripley in the Alien movies. Yes, yeah. from Alien to Alien. Yes, very very good comparison. But I, like I just it, I thought that her performance in this was great. I loved her character development between one and two, and her moments in this. Like she's got a couple moments in this, and I just it gets me every time when she has those moments. Like, um, again, saying, like, the, the shock seeing the second one, and then Arnold's the villain in the first one, he goes to see the first one. Linda Hamilton's in the first one, again, it's that damsel in distress, you're like, wow, she's not nearly as <laughs> yeah. hardcore right now. But that's kind of cool, though, because you have to see what she went through to get to where she is in at the beginning of T2. Um, Which is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. You find out why she's so cold and so jaded and so driven to carry out this mission and just with her sons uh john connor just speaking about his childhood it's like wow it's 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 pretty intense yeah i think we get just enough of how john connor was brought up before he got put into a foster home taken away because his mother got institutionalized yeah but like we we don't so we don't need a long batch of exposition to like talk about, like, all of the different things that he knows how to do or learned how to do. Like, they they pepper them in a little bit here and there, and it's just enough to be like, okay, he knows some shit already. And that's all, like, that's it, like... He can hack computers and reload guns. Sure. But then, then he has that one little throwaway line about how, like, he thought it was normal that most kids were running around in helicopters right. or learning how to, like, fire guns. Like, that, those couple little moments that you get are, like... Uh, it, it fills a lot of backstory without huge expo dumps. Yeah, they don't beat you over the head with it. They say just enough. Yeah, like you, don't, you let don't... you picture him as the military leader in the future. You're like, oh, these are all the skills that she taught him. Sure. So he would be that guy. And then obviously bringing up the classic time par- time travel paradoxes that I'll try not to get into. Cool. We don't have that kind of time. I'm just saying, if the first a... Terminator never came back, how would he have learned those skills? But the first Terminator has always come back because it happened. It, nah, forget <laughs> See? this. There's going to be a problem. With We've already started. Always movie. Oh yeah, they just have to establish rules and stick to them. That's, That's all they need they to do. Because it's, and, it's and inherently they, they such a do. crazy concept. Yes, they always do in Terminator. Well, at least the first two. I haven't seen Beyond Two. Neither have I, Joe. And I heard it's not worth it. So it's I've not. also heard it's not worth it. I've heard three is like okay, and then. They're really bad after that. The Genesis or Chronicle, whatever that one is, I heard it's okay. Genesis is the newest oh, one? That's a piece of shit then, right? Uh, it's not great. Which was the Christian Bale one? That's Chronicle. No. Salvation. Not Chronicle? That's Salvation, okay. Chronicle's the show? Yeah, Sarah, okay. Sarah, Sarah Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the words. Yeah. Who has um, River Tam as... Um, Summer Glow, she yeah, made Summer it. Summer Glow is in that. Let's show that. Bet you that show got canceled too. With the Fox show, yeah. Of course it did. <laughs> All right, she's like the kiss of death for shows. She's in the Cape. The Cape is awesome. That got canceled. This is a derailment. I'm sorry. Look, now who's derailing who, Joe? Me's derailing <laughs> everyone. I'm gonna just get into my problem. It's Edward Furlong. Oh, I wow, can't wow. Dan Edward Furlong's whiny freaking voice in this. It goes right through me, and I hate it when he speaks every single time. So you should really not like this movie as much as you do. I love everything else about it. Oh my god. I, I it, 
That's crazy. I think Edward Furlong's like whininess hit me more this time around than it has before. Um, He's definitely a little annoying for sure. Yeah, yeah no doubt. It's a shrill shriek. It's and he cries out, and it's all I get the it. time. He's a kid, but like, oh man, this like this is the the stereotype of like the annoying kid in cool action movies. It's him. He's the poster child for it. So here's my one helpful. defense. Here's my one defense of that. Sure. Um, and I don't again not disagreeing. Just going to give it a little defense. Okay. And it's a very subtle thing that they do in the opening credit sequence. Introducing Edward Furlong. This was his first... You could tell he was a young, inexperienced actor in this. Okay. Well, again, the professional introduces Natalie Portman and she's phenomenal in it. So it's like... <laughs> Does it say, and introducing Natalie Portman in the credits? No, but I know it's her first movie. Yeah, no, this because is... they put it... It's like, alright, we know he sucks, so we're going to put introducing in it to give him a cop out. I don't... I don't know. No, I just think that... I'm, but go go back to the Harry Potter thing that we we touched on a couple minutes ago. Like when you're new and young, you kind of overact because you think that's what you have to do. You're not as fluid and natural. Okay, but it's his voice, man. I, it's I his, don't. Uh, yeah, it, I'll, understood. He can't do a lot about that. No. After after the somewhere. after like the the after the third or fourth time, he gets the that like weird high note that he gets. It's very unique. It's very Edward Furlong. He's supposed to be 10 years old. Yes, he is. I realized that this time he around. He swears too. a lot for a 10-year-old. And I never rode a bike like that when I was 10. Nope. <laughs> he didn't look like he was 10. No, he looked like he was about 13, 14. 13, 14. And I, when I was uh, renting it on Amazon, it was one of like, as I was like scrolling through like, just randomly like, all of the information like the actor the actresses. One of the fun facts that popped up on the screen was that it took so long to film this that you can visibly, if you look carefully, you can actually visibly see the age difference. And his voice changes, his puberty and his voice changes halfway through. So I had to go in and post-production and like auto-tune his voice so that it was consistent throughout the movie. They auto-tuned it poorly. They auto-tuned it <laughs> this the wrong one way. Best sound. Or they auto-tuned it really well. I couldn't tell that his voice that, that they had to like auto tune the voice. So I mean, it I sounded like that. from what you said, it sounded like they went back to his original voice. Yeah, so yeah. the voice that he had at the at the start of the movie. When he and then the they made it annoying they, instead no, 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 no. of. So his voice when he first started, his voice was already annoying. His voice was annoying, and it, then when his voice changed, it made his not annoying voice annoying to yes. match the f- what first he, half of the yeah. movie because he sounds younger. Once he hits puberty, obviously he's going to sound older. Well, once you hit puberty, your voice starts to crack. It's the cracking of the voice that sounds terrible to me. Every time he shrieks, it's like a you got, he has a little like yelp at the end. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's what I thought you meant by he, he hit puberty, meaning okay, now my voice is shrieking and I sound like a. That was part of it, but his voice. But when, he, when so he, he completed puberty throughout the process. I don't, of the I don't know. I'm just telling you what I fucking read. Terminator <laughs> Two is a coming of age movie for Edward Furlong. <laughs> anyway, that is my one major gripe. Everything else, I am okay with. That is not in my five. That is not. That is not mine. <laughs> okay, I'm. I want to hear the five, and I want to hear yours. Honestly, it, it, I, I love this villain. I love. How good the villain looks! Like it's hard for me to believe that this happened in '91. Like I look at him, like the T-1000 still holds up. Yes. If the T-1000 was dropped into a movie this year, it works. In like outside of a couple little wonky, 
I believe every fucking bit of it. I'm like, yes. The T2 Judgment Day attraction at Universal is still a thing. Yes, it's, it is. And it's I worked on shit. My only problem is Terminators or any AI machine like that has to have a computing system, has to have a chip, has to have a power source. Where is its power source? It's not. It doesn't exist. It's just a blob of liquid metal that somehow manages to become self-aware. Without the computer, it's not self-aware. There's no chip. It just doesn't work. They don't, don't go into the workings of the technology behind it. Perfectly fine with it. I, it's that's, consistent. that's the point. <laughs> it's consistent throughout the movie. It's... I just, it, bo- it, 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 it was one of those things I noticed and it bothers me because at all points, any point in his body, at some point or another, gets shot or blown up or something, and at no point do you see any type of internal workings, and there's got to be something that houses somewhere in that blob. You, you're correct. The chip has to be in there somewhere. Yes, I am. And they conveniently managed to avoid that spot with every single hit. I hate it. That's fair. Only thing. I, but that's not a movie problem. It's a plot problem. No, no because... Uh, you could say no, but it is. the plot problem. It's not a plot... No, he, just hear me out. I get it could bother you, which is fine. It probably bothered, like, most people. It's a science problem. Yes. But again, it's... it's you could say it's unexplained. Something that's unexplained is not necessarily a plot problem as long as the rules are consistent. They're saying this is an advanced prototype. They don't know how the advanced prototype works. We don't know how the advanced prototypes prototype works. There's no revelation. Correct. That's not a plot problem. You're entitled to yeah, not absolutely. I, I, yeah, I not mean, enjoy that. Yeah, part. you're right. It's not explained. We'd have no idea how that where that chip goes or how. But it, there's too much, and and that's where my problem comes in. They do such a good job at explaining all this shit all the time that they just conveniently forgot this one part. And I. Fucking love, like I said, I love the T-1000. I do. But it's the one thing that I noticed this time around, I'm like, a lot. And and the whole, I don't think, I don't think this comes up if one of the central plot, like plot points of this movie isn't destroying a fucking computer chip. It's destroying the chip that started it. Yeah, I know, the whole point is to destroy the first chip that they got left behind. But like, it like, but they kept bringing up the chip, the chip, the chip. I'm like, Shit, where is the T-1000's chip, then? That's, like, the point, though, because he has advanced yeah. beyond the chip. He's living metal. Yes. Like, he's organic metal, basically. That's a, that's a leap. So he wouldn't need it to... I think they say that. Yes. Yeah, so, I think Arnold says that. The Terminator says it. He says something about what it's made out of, but I don't think he says living metal. He says liquid metal. Yeah, it's probably liquid. He says liquid metal. It could function without a chip, but it's not explained, and your gripe is perfectly valid. Fair enough. Okay. I mean... I get it's in the future, it's technology, it's just unexplained. I mean, it's... The thing about doing so many good things in this movie is that they sneak in something like that that they get away with. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Again, I've seen it so many times, and this time I looked at it through a critical critical lens, or more critical lens than I normally look through it as, and that's that's what came out the other side. I have so few problems with this movie that that's the one, and I that's the one every time it... They half blew up the T-1000. I'm like, but where's the chip, though? In the other half. I guess. And then when they blow up that half? It moved to the other half. See, that's the and that's the thing. Like, like technically this, speaking, you could say that. It's like the cluster of nerves that Mal Reynolds got moved. Oh, he got those bad boys removed, sir. I'm looking it up. Oh, no, he said moved, doesn't he? 
I think he said moose. I think he says moose. All right, Joe. I'll, I'll, I will sing this movie's praises for the next hour if you let me. So I really want to hear all five of yours. I'm going to give you four because the fifth one is going to be my least favorite when we get to that part. Oh, okay, cool. That just seems fair. Good, good. Okay, so the uh, Arnold breaks character reasonably often. Not reasonably often, but like a few times noticeably. He makes very human faces and like reactions. Like when he breaks into the panel to start the car, he makes like a gritting his teeth face, like he's straining and stuff. Robots don't. The Terminator doesn't do that. I had that problem with the first one, actually. I had that exact same problem with the first one. I don't remember the scene in the first one. Mine was every every time. Every time he pulls the trigger, he he like instinctively blinks when he like pulls the trigger, which is a very human thing to do. Happens in this one when he's getting shot. Okay. I'll, I'll give that one a pass because it's blinking, but he makes like a very noticeable like face when he's breaking into the thing. <laughs> That's like my least of the things just because I noticed that. The T-1000's plan when he has Sarah Connor at the end, he's like call out for John. He can become her and do that. Yeah. What was the point of asking her to do that? Didn't did, did make any sense. He should have just killed her right then and there and moved. Or even just leave her it. alive and use her voice to call yeah. out for John. It's He's touched her. Weird. He's touched her now, so he can do that. Since we're on that, the worst thing about this movie, like script-wise, they make a whole big deal about him grabbing the Terminator arm, throwing it back, it gets reabsorbed, so now he can become John Connor. He never becomes John Connor. I kept waiting for that, because I didn't remember a lot of this movie. I expected him to become John Connor at some point. Never happens. Oh, that's right. And I was like, they wasted opportunity. This is a big Chekhov's gun thing here. I was waiting for this to happen. Never did. That's the one legitimate complaint I have with this movie. I didn't even think about that. My thing about that one in particular is, like, I don't know that I would have thrown it out. When you kind of want to just start, like, collecting pieces of it, like, if it's solidified and it's not part of the core, it just stays solidified and... Yeah, and that makes more sense, like, you just especially slowly, if you're not going to have him become John Connor. You could slowly just start working away at, like, the whole of it. I mean, it would take forever to actually break it all down to small little pieces, but I feel like in that scenario, I mean, I get why he just throws it away, but... I wonder if he can grow a new hand. Like, just shape the metal there. I don't know. This is too much science for right now. And my last thing is really simple. It's, it's the, the the lightning effects. God, they look oh. bad. Still, so bad still. Yep, yep. Yeah. They, they did not look any better. Or I Everything just, else in this movie holds up. That lightning looks terrible. Some points... When it's kind of further away in the distance, it doesn't look bad. When the T-1000 arrives... When they first appear, yeah, it, it looks awful. It just looks awful. When when Schwarzenegger appears, it looks fucking terrible. It looks the same when T-1000 yeah, appears. I feel like it's further away, so I don't notice it as bad, and it's not... But the one the one that really fucking bothered me was when uh, Schwarzenegger gets like stat, like impaled down, his power shuts off. Like a whole bunch, like it's a close up of his face and the lightning. I'm like, that was a bad choice, guys. That shit was awful. I'm not gonna rail on that because I railed on that enough the first time around. It it's didn't fair. get any fucking better. And the only one I have left is gonna be least favorite. So everything do, else in the movie's good. Yeah, no, the movie's really good. I do have a little. It, it's hardly even a thing, but I thought it was funny that that was the choice that they made. So they get in the car, right? So after they escape, they get in the car and they drive straight down to Mexico. Seems like they cross Mexico in the daytime because they arrive to wherever they gotta go in the daytime, and like one of the like when Sarah's like telling her plan, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna cross the border at night." I'm like, "It didn't seem to matter when you went into Mexico. Why would it matter when you cross back?" 
It was not a, not a thing. It was getting just, into America is way harder. I guess it so. is. Yeah, that's. I mean, shit. yeah. I, I'm not saying it isn't. <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying that like you're still a a wanted fugitive in driving the car and an escaped pediatric patient, pe- um, psychiatric patient, patient in the uh, pediatric, <laughs> an escaped psychiatric patient in the passenger seat, and the foster parents of the kid in the back seat have been found murdered. Yes, they have. What's the dog's name? Max. How's Wolfie? <laughs> good play. Your, your foster parents are dead. dead. Listen, that was a great call. Yeah, no, it was good. Absolutely. I just think it's funny how he says it. I like the fact that Schwarzenegger has more lines and a bigger role in this. He's the hero now. He is the hero now, but like they actually let the Terminator speak. I, and I don't mind the fact that the Terminator ends up being like learning humanity. No, I, I really like that. Yeah, because it is an AI, right? Like AIs are constantly trying to learn. Yes, yeah. They, so it's yeah. doing exa- yeah, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And I, I, I think that they just show it really well. It's Very a, it's, subtly here and there, they kind of like it's a good progression. Yeah, and they don't just drop it on you. Like they could easily have let him be like hard machine the whole way, and then when he's crying at them, be like, "Oh, I suddenly get it all now." All right, let me go get dropped into this liquid metal here. Uh, yeah, you definitely need that progression. Yeah. It, it, they can't come out of left field. They can't just... But there's enough other things that have that it's like, it's good that they knew in this not to let that happen. It's got some of the most quotable movie lines of all time. Yes, very iconic. It's funny because all the iconic lines are said in such like a, a dry, monotone fashion that I'm just surprised they ever became quotes. Like... And I'm honestly, like, the weird thing is, it, it almost, the way that the movie's written, and the way that those lines are taught to the Terminator, you think that, like, they were a thing beforehand? They weren't, right? I mean, I don't know, I don't remember 91 that well, but I'm pretty sure Hasta La Vista Baby no, was definitely from wrong. this. Yes. Technically, that's a John Connor original. Yeah. But John Connor was, like, talking about, like, it was, like... And Terminator was, gets all the credit for it. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching Tiny Toons as a kid, and they had, like, you know, when Plucky goes in the movies, you see a cartoon Schwarzenegger say, Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. But the way that John Connor, like, tells him about it... No problemo. It's, it's like, he's... Ta- it's like... <laughs> there's no problemo. That back. That's it. It's not even... <laughs> no problemo. Somehow it became this epic line, which is incredible. <laughs> it really is. I love the narration throughout the movie. I only like the framing narration. During, in the middle of the movie, I actually hate it. Oh, okay. I don't mind it. That's actually my least favorite part since we're we're talking about it now. Really? It's her narration when they're, I guess, in Mexico. Oh, I like that When she's narrating about how the Terminator is the best father figure Edward's ever had. Like, we get that. You don't need to tell us that. We we see it happening right now. She's like... I guess that's true. It's definitely true. I found that part dumb. I did not mind it at all. And then it's followed up by her, I guess, the same scene. That really weird dream sequence. I'm happy we finally got it. They hinted at it two or three times early in the movie, and then we actually got it. So I, I really appreciated that moment. That's probably one of the more prolific moments in the movie for me. Super weird, because she's seeing herself. She's um, she's a bit of a psycho. You mean the woman that put in a psych ward, even though she's not actually crazy, because everything that was happened to her was true? Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I've seen it so many times. It's kind of like the second age of Jimmy. I'm like, yeah, the dream sequence. Like, it's just, 
I'm not for it. I'm against it. It's, it's the movie at this point. So it's, uh, you know. <laughs> I have to take a stand on something, sequel. You hate Edward Furlong. I do. I can't. That's a stand? Uh, I, yeah, I, I love all of her narrations. Um, yeah, I mean, the... the uh, that one's... That, you're right, that one... The, the one at, in Mexico is definitely a little heavy-handed. It's just out of place. Like, I think the, the her explaining what's happening plot-wise is, is you just You haven't fine. seen anything past this, though, right? Correct. Okay. There shouldn't be anything past this. There really this. shouldn't. I was thinking about that after this movie ended. I'm like, they really should have just stopped the two. I haven't seen anything beyond two, but I can't imagine it gets any better. I don't think... It, it's, it's not Cameron that does the other ones, is it? No. No. Mick G does one of them. Yeah, if if he was to like jump back in, I think he lost the rights in a divorce. He probably did. I believe so. But if he managed to get signed on to another Terminator project, and he was going to do one, like I would, I'd bite back in. Aren't they making a one and a half or a two and a half? They already did. The last one was really Mm -hmm. when that come out. Genesis came out two, three years ago. No, this is actually called a half. Oh, no, that's There's not There's an extended up. version of T2 that I could have rented, I think. Oh, yeah, or, there was a director's was, or, or it was unavailable. Oh, that's, that's not what I'm, I'm Yeah, there was, a, there was a director's Okay. I have both versions on uh, on the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's, all you're really getting is um, uh, it, an alternate ending, which would, which would... Well, that's the only glaring thing, mm-hmm. which would end the whole Terminator franchise as alternate ending. You're not really doing anything past Ooh. it. So that... I, I actually don't remember. I I'm, I'm may have just been trying to like get myself ready to come over here and like put like my dishes from like dinner away when the actual ending happened. What is the 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 carrot that they dangle that says it's it could be open for another one? There isn't really. There one. isn't really. No. There isn't one. Right. No. Okay. This one definitely closes the book. The world explodes. You see it. Well, no, it's not that fire. Good. I mean, you see. An elderly Sarah Connor sitting on the side of the playground watching her son, Senator John Connor, play with his daughter and talking about, like, how great the world became. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of good that they didn't clue that in. It doesn't fit at all. Okay. Because this one, I mean, this one does a pretty decent job at closing the loop anyways. Yeah. I like yeah. the the route they, they take. Yeah. Um, my favorite scene is Arnold going into the, uh, into the liquid metal. I... Love it. It's emotional. It is. That's all one. Sorry, that's one of two things I remember from this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that gift with the thumbs up, mm-hmm. reusable. It's great. Yeah. Um, the score for this. It's really good. Musical it's score. So good. I was actually listening to a little bit of it. Yeah, it's really, really today good. on the way to work. So good. The opening credits is very memorable for me. Yeah. The whole opening credit sequence, right? The battle. The battle yep. in the future. Crushing the skulls and mm-hmm. the look of the metal skeleton that the very, is actually very cool. Are. The fun plasma guns that everybody's firing off. It's the teeth of those metal things, man. It's really nice to get you. It's because they built them after here. It's 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 a, such an eerie thing. Well, that's I mean that's kind of the the art overarching kinds of right. Any artificial intelligence would build what it what it sees. Yeah, for sure. It's just. The teeth don't have any function, but they're still there. They're still there. So it's just, it's an, it's cool to look at. Yeah. It's a very interesting design. Obviously, yeah, that makes sense. I like the physical acting of Patrick Kelly. Of Jason Patrick? Jason Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, throw a Kelly in there so badly. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Jason Patrick is a different actor. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Go was, back and fix all the Jason Patrick. So, like, one. <laughs> Robert Patrick. <laughs> I'll paste that over it. His physical acting, when he gets shot with his arms flailing back, like, that had to be fun to film and really weird for yeah. everybody else to watch. But they, with the effects, it looks so cool. Does He does a lot of stoic running in this. He does. Yeah. He does, and that gets mimicked throughout the 90s parody and uh, otherwise, like in uh, Wayne's World 2. That was, like, probably my favorite one. He's actually in it. Do you remember it? I've never seen, so... Okay, so Wayne's driving, and he gets pulled over, and uh, the cop it Robert Patrick? Up, it's Robert Patrick, and he holds up a picture. He goes, have you seen this boy? And then Wayne screams and drives away, and then he just starts running out. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Nice. Did you guys watch Salute Your Shorts as a kid? Yes, I did. Is that Budnick? Bobby Budnick. Bobby Budnick. I thought that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Forgot he was in it. Never knew he was in it. That arcade scene makes me really wish I grew up in a time where those arcade games still existed. Oh, me too. That's the coolest looking game he's playing where he's in that pod. Yeah, oh my god. (laughs) There There are games that are kind of similar to that. Now at Dave and Buster's, at Dave and Buster's, they've got they've got like the um, the Star Wars pilot game that's Mm -hmm. kind of similar to that. But that one in particular just looks so yeah fucking cool. I want to play that game so bad. I'll find it. I played the pod game at Dave and Buster's recently. The uh, I guess you're a fighter pilot. Yeah. So sixteen credits to play that thing, man. Yeah, gotta go on half price Wednesday. I went on a weekend. Full price on the weekends, but full price on the weekends. It's, it's Double fair. price weekends. Probably. What else do I love about this movie? Um, <laughs> How much time you got, Joe? The whole, Not whole, that much more. I love the escape. From the... The... Psychiatric yeah. hospital. Yeah. Love, love the doctor, how she has a syringe up to his neck. Yep. That was great. The weird orderly that looks her face. Forgot about that. <laughs> that one, that one to me is, is such a weird moment. That's so almost out of place. It's a little out of place, and I don't know if it's... The the part of me part of me really wants to think that that's suggesting that she's being raped in there, but like, there's nothing to really suggest that otherwise. So it suggests that she's being messed with, but I like it that the fact that she the character is acting at that moment it shows how yeah. how she is. Yeah. Like, yes, people think she's crazy, but for, for now she's going to go like catatonic to to escape. It's yeah. perfect for her. And it shows that she's done that in the past. I mm-hmm. think it fits well. For sure. That, I, that I just, guy, sorry. Go, no, no, go, go, go. That guy's action of looking at her face is really weird. I'm not taking anything away from his weirdness, but I'm going to say it's also kind of a, like a check to make sure she's actually out of it. Because like, normally if somebody licked your face like that, you You'd would react. You would react or show oh, some sort of yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah. acknowledgement that a weird person just licked your face mm. really heavily and grossly. Yeah. He just seemed to really enjoy it. He also did that. He was, yeah. he was not the most upstanding orderly. It's I, not orderly procedure. No. If I would like snap that's, in your that's, face. It's not in the handbook. Yeah. She does something relatively subtle. Um, and I think, I personally think, think that she does it on purpose, nonetheless. She takes like the, um, the cleaning solution or whatever that she fills the syringe with. She pops, like she places it right next to his face. So he can see her filling the syringe, so he knows how fucking serious it is when that shit's in his neck. Like, yeah, he says, "What are you gonna do with that?" <laughs> yeah, 
Anyone holding a syringe up to my neck with that has blue liquid in it, I'm going to take them seriously, regardless of what they filled it with. <laughs> like, I don't think... That's the other thing, though. Like, for me, you could put a syringe of saline solution up to my neck. I'm still going to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I am... That's not some shit I'm fucking with. Just on yeah. the off chance it is something dangerous. Exactly. A syringe filled with nothing up to my neck. And well, I'm, that would kill you. <laughs> yeah, air, air, air would kill you. Not plunger full. Just the fact that a pin is at my neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it was... it. But the fact that she went through, like, making sure his head was facing that way, putting it down right next to his head, making him watch as she filled the syringe. Good like camera shot. I could see why this got nominated for Best Cinematography. Mm-hmm. They're at least favorite, right? We've already been kind of been going pretty long, so... I I've on. said both of mine. My favorite is the thumbs up. Yes. And my least favorite is anything Edward Furlong. <laughs> I hate his voice. Anything Edward Furlong. So much. I hate his shrieks. I've said when he's talking normal, it's fine. Okay. His physical acting, fine. Off the charts. <laughs> but him, him uh. I think it also hurts that like he does it in weird, dumb times. Like if like a lot of things are happening and he shrieks, it's fine. But the fact that like. He got these two dudes to almost die and then shrieked as it was about to happen. Like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? It's like your goal heading into a movie where a kid is going to have a main part, especially an action movie, you hope the kid is not annoying, and I want to call that the furlong standard, (laughs) because that's why I hope the kid's not annoying. That was my concern heading into Logan. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if she's annoying, this is going to be real... (laughs) Oh, great, she doesn't talk. She can't be annoying. Perfect. And when she does her, like, battle shriek, it's, like, great. So my least favorite is actually, it's a kind of dumb moment, but I just don't like it. When um, he tries to run away and he gets grabbed, right after he finds out that his his foster parents are dead. He's like, help, help, this guy's trying to kidnap me, this guy's trying to kidnap me. And then these two dudes are being good Samaritans and coming over and helping... And by the time they get there, he's, like, become a cocky asshole who has a Terminator. He's like, oh, I'm a dipshit? Hey, beat the shit out of these guys. And he almost gets two dudes killed within five minutes of realizing he has some level of control over a, a literal killing machine. He almost gets two humans killed. Terminated. I hate... <laughs> yeah. Terminated. I hate that turn. Like, he easily could have just been like, no, no, I'm fine. And then those guys could have just kept going. Like, if you wanted that scene to happen, he could have turned around and been a decent human being and been like, no, I'm fine. And then be like, well, you were just saying that you're getting kidnapped and then try to step in anyways. So then Edward Furlong's, or John Connor would tell the Terminator to take care of these guys, like, in a panic. Because that scene exists to demonstrate the control that he has over the Terminator. Yeah, but I think that you could have those two dudes... Step in anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about get killed, and then right before he pulls the trigger, he can be like, "Stop!" And then the Terminator has to stop him, and it it gets it conveys the same effect. It's not with, as fun. It's not as fun, but I think it's a moment where John Connor looks like a complete fucking douchebag, and I don't like that. Or a dipshit. He is a dipshit. <laughs> He's a cocky kid. Yeah, yeah, he sure is. Well, he said. Relatively nothing his entire life. He's now basically he's... had military training. Yeah, I th- I feel like it fits his character. I'm not saying it doesn't. I I just don't like the choice. Like, okay. I want him to be a little more benevolent than that. Could've I been... know that's not yeah. the, in the character. It's just rubbed me the wrong way. 
That scene could have been done better. I agree with you. Uh, my favorite scene, it's hard to pick. Like, the, the ending has certainly got to be up there. But just for the sake of, of doing something a little different, I love the action sequence in Cyberdyne Systems. I, I think that, that's great. That too. whole action sequence is phenomenal. Um, the fact that he manages to blow that much shit up and shoot that many people without a single death, fucking awesome. Trust me. Yeah, it, it, it you could, I could cherry pick any particular action, action sequence. Yeah, the, and the chase with the yeah, truck the, and the motorcycle, that's, that's phenomenal too. Yeah, that's an iconic with moment. Him, with, his, with the shotgun? That that move of yep. like flipping the shotgun around to reload it. Cool as shit. Yeah. Oh, the, the one arm? Hell yeah. yeah. Like I could easily have picked that one. Really, any of the action sequences you you pick an action sequence in this movie and it's fucking phenomenal. But for the sake of argument, I re- I, I I like the uh, the Cyberdyne Systems one. Okay, because it is like the big culm- the last major culminating action sequence. The end is essentially a rehash of the ending of the first one, except instead of a kind of except it, instead a of press, a hydraulic it's... press, it's molten molten metal. Right, magma. Magma. With, the, with freeze. Well done. Good way to bring it back, dude. Freezing a team 1000 and breaking it up. Uh, you know, like the first time you see it, you're like, oh, alright, cool, they got him. The fact that he comes back, that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Demonstrating the effect even more. Uh, already did my least favorite. It's the narration in Mexico about him being a father figure to John Connor. Kind of dumb. But my favorite, I'm going to go a different direction because obviously. We can all tell you how great all the action is in this movie, and so many things it does right. My favorite thing is really small. It's Miles Dyson's kid stepping in after after he gets shot in the shoulder, and like the family rejoins him, and the kid's like, "Don't hurt my daddy!" Like I fully believe that yeah. that kid acted the shit out of the that shit movie. out of that one or two lines he's given. I like I felt that right in my chest. I was like, "Oh, he got that is your seconds. dad, and you don't want him harmed." <laughs> He, he he really grabbed and ran with his thirty seconds yeah. in the spotlight. No, it's a good moment. It's it's it, it touched me. I was like, damn. Well, it's what breaks. It also is what breaks Sarah Connor out of it. Yeah. It's what snaps her out of it. And without snapping her out of it, this movie's conclusion is not as good. Like, true. Everything that happens after it isn't as good. Like, you could still technically have continued on the movie. They still could have gone to Cyberdyne Systems and blown up the building and blah 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 blah. But this is this is substantially better. Getting him on his side and having him go in—it's almost like a yeah. We we get to add a fourth member to the to the adventuring party. Yep. Small family moments like that are really great because in an action movie like this, it's not plausible. Didn't expect it's not to see real, that realistic. Yeah. This is probably the most real scene. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of like my favorite scene in Jaws. It's a stupid throwaway scene, but it's when Roy Scheider's like at dinner and he's just sitting there with his hands in his face like what am I going to do and his kids mimicking every action and they have those little oh, yeah, back yeah. and forth. Oh, that's right. It's so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a movie about a killer shark. That's phenomenal. It's in my top ten movies of all time. But that one moment is like the best part of that movie for me. Hmm. Cool. Uh, does anybody else have anything else before we rate this? Alright then. What we're going to do is rate Terminator 2 Judgment Day with our Infinity Stone scale. It's 1 to 6 Infinity Stones. If you give it six stones, you can also give it a gauntlet, which is the highest score. We're going to let you know our scores for T2 starting right now with Mr. Corey. This is such an iconic movie. It's such a very, very rewatchable movie. Even the one thing that I think is a problem with the movie, it's 
it is what it is. Like it, unless you've seen it a million times and you're trying to find something to complain about, you're not even going to notice it. That's what I did. Yeah, I I totally get it. I just I, I had to. Your debate rages hard on the internet. I was just reading the Reddit thread. Is they're throwing crap back and forth. About, was it T one versus T two? No, it's um or the chip or about thing. the the chip thing. How does the T one thousand function with yeah, the okay. processor? Yeah, and it's like. It's it's the living metal. Some machines don't have processors. This guy can't form complex machine. It's like it's a whole back and yeah. forth. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, but it's it's a, it is a thing. At least it's I'm a the, thing. It's I'm, a thing. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yes. One way or the other. That being said, the rest of this movie is phenomenal. At no point do I think this movie drags. Even when there's not action sequence, I think the movie just keeps going. It's a really quick two seventeen. It really, yeah, really it is. Yeah. Um. And the action sequences that we do get, we get one of the most iconic chase scenes in a movie ever. Yes. That that motorcycle versus not truck since, in not like... since Bullet. Yeah. Have we seen a better car <laughs> chase? It's <laughs> uh, a good pull. Thank you. I love this movie. Um, I'm probably going to watch it again before the end of this year, if I'm being honest with you guys. Uh, this movie's getting six stones for me. I don't think it deserves the gauntlet, but it's definitely a six stone movie. Sequel, you're up. This movie would be a six stone and a gauntlet for me if Edward Furlong was just so damn annoying. <laughs> but I am going to give it six stones. Way to lose the gauntlet, Edward. It's, it's just... The action is so incredible. The effects hold up 30 years later, almost 30 years later. It's it's an iconic villain. It's an iconic hero. It's such a shame that they've continued to run this series into the ground, they probably should have stopped after 2, or come up with a clever way to make a sequel to 2 other than what they did. I don't even know what they did, I just heard it's bad. It's not good. You f- you flash forward to him actually being 18 on Judgment Day. That's the next installment of this movie. That's awful. Mm. So, But at least he's not young anymore. He's not young anymore. But they sent another Terminator back. Right, the female Terminator, right? Is that... That, it's a T-1000 that can build complex machines. Okay. So it's a step up from the so T-2000. I think it's like a T... 1001? I think it's like 8,000. T-1200. It's like 8-something, or it might be the year that the movie came out, like 2000-something or another. T-Xbox 360? Like T-X-Bone? <laughs> so then Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back, and his only job is essentially to make sure John Connor gets to a nuclear safe house for the president. But the president doesn't get that. It's a, it's a fucking mess, that movie. It's fair. But this one isn't a fucking mess, and that's why I get six stones for me. I did actively find things I didn't like this movie about this movie because it's so good. I felt if we didn't have any kind of conflict and nothing bad to talk about, this would be a really shitty episode. But this movie's really good. Everything you guys have said, I agree with just about to the T. Great action. Surprisingly good acting for a movie of like this, a, just a big action movie. It's good sci-fi. It's a good plot. They definitely should have stopped it too because the story is pretty much perfect. The first two movies really like it. I'm also not going to give it a gauntlet, but we're going to sweep it, and I'm also going to give it six stones. I don't have a lot bad to say about this movie. All right, six is all around. Hey, now let's never do the third one so we don't have to rate the trilogy. No, well, if it's like rating the series, right? So, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. Because yeah. then we have to watch like three more movies. Yeah. I'm not, right I'm not, I don't have the strength, guys. I think there's, <laughs> I think there's either five or six of them. I think there's six. Judgment Day, Genesis, and then whatever the last one was. Or Chronicle? Genesis. Not Chronicle. Oh, no, no, no. Chronicle so there's, yeah. there's Judge, or there's whatever the next one is. There's Terminator 3. Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines. Then there's Salvation. 
Mm-hmm. Which is Christian Bale. Yeah. Then there's Genesis, Genesis which is Matt one Smith. more, I think. Is there one in between Salvation? Who has... There is... No, no, there's one after, right? It's... Alright, so I got The Terminator. Yes. Terminator 2. Correct. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Yep. Terminator Salvation. Salvation. Terminator Genesis. Genesis. Genesis is the last one. There's only yes, five? Only five. Okay. That's what I have here. I'm still not doing the other three. But I feel like there's a sixth one in the works. I think so, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Hope maybe Cameron gets back in. That's that the only way I would way. want That's the only way I would want to see it. Terminator Dark Fate 2019. Terminator 6 is... <laughs> it says Terminator Dark Fate. Then the synopsis is Terminator 6 is currently untitled. Okay. Directed by Tim Miller. So no uh, Cameron. Did he do Deadpool? Tim Miller? Yes. Linda Hamilton's coming back, though. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Tim, Tim Miller is definitely associated with Deadpool. Yeah, I think, okay. he, I think, I think he, he directed the first one. Yeah, I think he's a producer on the second one, maybe? I think so. Anywho, those are our ratings for Terminator 2. If you've seen Terminator 2 and you want to let us know your thoughts about it, I feel like I had something clever to say here, but I forgot it because this episode has been so long. So I'm just going to say, send your thoughts or really anything to us in an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. You can also find us on Twitter and give us that thumbs up gif at zthpodcast. Uh, If you have a metal endoskeleton, please cut off your arm skin, take a picture of your hand. Don't do this. I only said if you have the metal endoskeleton. If you're a regular guy. What's that style of tattooing? Biomechanical. Biomechanical. If you have that, send us a picture. There you go. Even better. If you have a bunch of biomechanical tattoos... Wait, what? People have... What? what Biomechanical tattooing is a style where you have, like, machine parts in, like, your... Yeah, and you, like... It it looks like the inside of your skin is... But it's just... It's just ink? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not like people... No. No, they're not, like, removing bones. No, no, no. I didn't think that. (laughs) But it, like... In the world of, like, surface piercings and stuff, I was like, maybe people actually put... Oh, yeah, no, 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 This is just, like... Okay. like they, the, they, uh, they, like, turn their arms to what look like pistons and stuff like that. If the Hunter Warriors were just tatted okay. up. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a sleeve, but it's... Mecha- okay, I got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mechanic- started from this movie. I wouldn't right? doubt it. <laughs> the guy who does my Star Wars leg actually specializes in biomechanical work. That's usually a, uh, a themed episode of uh, Ink Master. It is. Right? Or it was at one point. Yeah. I the girl that the girl that tattooed me on Ink Master got kicked off during that episode. Oof. The biomechanical episode. Two like a week or two weeks after I got tattooed. It doesn't matter. Anyways, uh you have any of those things, take a picture of it, send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. So they write about us in Newsday. News never mind. Um <laughs> What's Newsday? What the heck is Newsday? <laughs> We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH podcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes. And find us on iTunes or your podcast app, or however you find podcasts on your phone, or do you still use a computer? People use computers for them? I don't know. I think it's just phones. So give us a five-star rating on that app, or the iTunes, or podcasts, and if you just don't want to do that, tell people about the show, because word of mouth is a powerful thing. That's probably how Skynet happened. Word of mouth. Yeah, you know, people talking about research. We found this metal arm and this chip. Let's do something with it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for a Terminator 2 episode. Next time we're going to be doing the movie Snowpiercer. <laughs> Looking forward to it, John. I've never seen it before. Me either. I enjoyed it. So join us for Snowpiercer and 
As always, until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. There's no possible way Terminator 2 is not at least one person's favorite movie. For sure. Hasta la vista, baby. Hey, there it is. I think you get there eventually.